when one takes a review of history, focusing on the vast empires, you come away with a question, what happened that caused those empires to expire and fall? One individual comments on the question as he writes these words. Because Roman civilization perished through barbarian invasions, we are perhaps too much inclined to think that is the only way a civilization can die. If the lights that guide us ever go out, they will fade little by little as if there is their own under their own accord. We therefore should not console ourselves by thinking that the barbarians are still a long way off. Some peoples may let the torch be snatched from their hands, but others stamp it out themselves. The scriptures remind us as that it is God is the one who establishes and tears down kings and kingdoms. Let me give you a couple of passages that you can look up later. Daniel chapter 12. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 to 21. As Daniel stands before Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel reminds the king that it is God who raises and lowers kings. In the book of Job, chapter 12, verses 23 to 25, again, Job gives praise to God and reminds those who are accusing him of sin that it is God who raises kings and lowers kings. For all of that we see happening in our society, you may be wondering, how did we get here? What will be the future of our nation. So is the United States on its way to being labeled a once great nation to nothing more than a vapor? There are 10 categories. There are 10 categories, if you will, symptoms of design. They are divided into three different categories, but each one of them focuses in on a specific definition of a society. Now, even before we begin, I, I need to remind all of you that in Jesus Christ there is still hope, amen? In Christ, there is still hope. No matter what will come our way, the gospel is very clear to remind us of a home that we have yet to enter. So, as introduction, let me begin. The first category is called social decay. Now we need to make sure that you have your Bibles ready because with each point, we are going to go to the scriptures 
and see what it is that God has to say concerning each one of these symptoms. The first symptom is this, the crisis of lawlessness. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, please. Let's hear the pages rustle. 1 John 3 and verse 4. It says this, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. What do we have as a definition for the crisis of lawlessness? It's this. As one individual writes, America is being held hostage by violent and by out-of-touch social agenda that allows it to arise. As, as one article was written, these words, it says, we can crane our necks and seek power across the oceans for as long as we please in search of the threat to America. But the greatest threat, the greatest threat, without a doubt, is the epidemic of murderous violence at home. In two weeks, we'll begin here, the crisis of lawlessness. What is happening in our streets will amaze you. Not my words. I will be giving to you each one of these points are researched. Each one of these points I will be giving to you not to scare you, but to awaken us that our only hope is Jesus Christ. And so crisis of lawlessness, it doesn't take long. When you just watch the evening news or when you read the evening paper, violence and lawlessness that are on the streets in America. The second is the loss of economic discipline. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. First Timothy, chapter six, verse ten. It says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many 
sorrows. Notice it doesn't say money is the cause. The love of it. The desire to have of it. It's the kind of love where even on his deathbed, it says that Rose, uh, Rockefeller said, how much is, is enough? He said, one dollar more. Never satisfied. Always one dollar more. It's the love of money. That is the cause, the root, if you will, of all forms of evil. The third one, another category is rising bureaucracy. Rising bureaucracy. Romans chapter 13. Verses 1 through 7. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Oh, that needs to be inscribed down in Washington, D.C. somewhere. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practice evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for convenience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. Mm -hmm. For those are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due. Let me repeat that. Taxes to whom taxes are due, not want. Oh, I can't wait to get to this one. And customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Let me give you a little bit more information about this. The biggest growing industry in America today, the biggest growing industry in America today is government. Let that soak in. At the federal, state, and local levels, government is growing faster than any industry. Government is extraordinarily inefficient, surprise. And whenever the government gets involved in anything, the situation automatically gets worse. But here's the thing. 
with the rise of government, it produces a system that strips our liberty. The next category, cultural decay. First is the decline of education. Turn to the book of Titus. Titus chapter 1, and then we'll go one page over to Titus chapter 2. First and second Thessalonians, first and second Timothy, Titus. Titus chapter 1. Notice verses 10 and 11. For it says, For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. Now go to chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works, Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Held in a virtual stronghold by the liberal teacher unions, many of America's public schools have become, as one individual says, ghettos of ignorance and violence. The shocking state of education today is directly attributed to social agendas being, being force-fed to teachers and then the pupils alike in the realms of public schools. Let me just highlight two things for you. In a school district not far from us, in the county of Lancaster called Mannheim. They have in their restrooms litter boxes because some of the students believe they're animals. I just learned yesterday that the school district of Bermudian Springs down near York, they've built a brand new facility for middle school. And I don't know, does that go to high school also, but it's a brand new facility. They do not have urinals in the boys' room, making it available for whomever wants to go in there. 
I'm thankful that hasn't hit here yet. But it may very well. Second one is this. Weakening of cultural foundations. Go to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 14. Ladies and gentlemen, I will definitely need your prayers for this series. Because some of the things that I will review to you, truth. As George Orwell once said, the further a nation falls away from truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. This particular service and all the services are going to be recorded and will be on our church's website. And I may very well come under consternation, but I must answer to God and to him alone. So I will need your prayers. Weakening of cultural foundations. Chapter 1 of Galatians verse 14 has these words. It says, And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. What are we talking about? The weakening of cultural foundations. It says the basic unit of civilization in any kingdom is the family. And clearly, now it is in chaos in this country. While the institutions of marriage and childbirth are under assault, liberalism, by definition, is a philosophy dedicated to overthrowing the status quo, literally getting rid of the foundations of a nation. For all of you that are football fans, the Carolina Panthers have just hired a transgender cheerleader. I'm not against them. Ladies, without embarrassing you, you are now referred to in our society as nothing more than bleeders. The identity of men and women is being desecrated for the purpose of destroying the foundations of our nation. If the family goes, so does our nation. We're in deep trouble. Deep trouble. The next one. Loss of respect for tradition. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter two. 
beginning in verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions that you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. What do we mean by the loss of tradition? In many ways, religion and expression of faith have been banished from the public square. And in the absence of commonly held absolutes and moral standards, those values that have traditionally been derived from God, everything has been has become relative. There is no standard. There is no authority anymore. As one writer says, if right and wrong truly have no meaning, we must ask, how should we then live? How should we then live? In this category, the last one, increase of materialism. Increase of materialism. Ephesians chapter 4, please. I hope you're marking down these verses next to your points. We'll be coming back to them in weeks ahead. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness and greediness. What are we talking about here? Ben Franklin had an interesting quote when he said, the great part of the miseries of mankind are brought upon them by false estimates they have made of the value of things. A growing number of people no longer accept the traditional view of virtue, character, and faith. Popularity and society placement is dictated by what one has. Increase of materialism. The last category and the most frightening is the decay of morals, moral decay. 
first one is this. The rise of uh, immorality, excuse me. The rise of immorality. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. First Thessalonians chapter four, one to eight. Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in any matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also be forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us Holy Spirit. The rise of immorality. There is a vast moral deregulation in America, specifically in our society, which has led to higher crime rates, the destruction of the traditional family, and an explosion of psychosis, according to one doctor, an explosion of psychosis and mental disorders. But according to the liberal perspective, the way to deal with these problems is not to punish, reform, or give moral guidance, but to define them away. To define deviancy down. Adultery is an affair. Rioting is an expression of anger. Not dealing with it, but just allowing it. Next, decay of religious belief. First John chapter 5 and verse 21. says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. The decay of religious belief is this. Do we really worship the same God? 
The loss of faith and religion's values in a nation is itself a form of idolatry. When we take down the image of God, we lift up the idol of man. Let me give you a definition of an idol. It is this. It is anything, any thought, any person, or any action that replaces the truth of Scripture and ultimately God. Did you get that? It's not just those little tiny things that you put on the dash of your car. It is anything, any thought, any person, and any action that replaces the truth of Scripture and ultimately God. Lastly, number 10. The devaluing of human life. Oh, my. Uh, Galatians 5, verse 21, please. Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things, if you underline your Bible, underline that word practice. That word practice means continually desiring to do it. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Since 1973, when the court that calls itself supreme, they've not yet learned who really the supreme is. In 1973, at the institution of what we now refer to as Roe versus Wade, since 1973 to the present time, in the United States alone, over 64 million babies have been killed. In the early 1990s, Dr. Jack Kevorkian developed and specialized a machine that was used in assisted suicide in which Dr. Death aided in more than 25 deaths of individuals, even to the point that a jury in Michigan acquitted Dr. Death of all lawsuits against his actions by stating any ban on the suicide doctor's actions was unconstitutional. Any ban on his actions 
is unconstitutional. So why am I doing this? Why this study? Why now? Three things. First of all, we can choose to do nothing. We can sit back and say the old Doris Day song, K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see, K Sarah, Sarah. We can sit back and do nothing. Come to our little holy huddle Sunday mornings and be satisfied. Or we can make our voice known. How do you make your voice known? You call those who are to be our workers. They are to be our representatives. You call them. You write to them. You can go on their websites and you can leave a comment. You can, and you do it. Not meaningful, not meaning anger. You can do it respectfully in the name of Jesus Christ and remind them that their job, their appointment is by God and God alone. And they will eventually have to answer to him. Boy, that would stir up people, wouldn't it? Thirdly, there's a vote that's coming up in November. And I want to know on each one of these 10 issues, what's my representative going to do? I want to equip you for when you go to the polls in November and vote. We have an opportunity, I believe, that we can once again turn this nation back to some kind of moral value. Will it happen? That I don't know. I can't throw my arms up and say, well, my vote doesn't count. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But what you need to have is the information in order to know who to vote for. Where does that information stand on the abortion issue? Where does, that where, does that where does that person stand on such social issues as family, as life? Where are they on the bureaucracy? Do they want bigger government or smaller government? We need to know that. And why that destroys a nation. Every nation that was once great in this world from a historical factor, all 10 of these things were evident in their destruction. And it's evident here in the United States. We can't sit back and do nothing. We're held accountable by God. We are his stewards. We are his representatives. And I think it's time that we get out of our closet and start saying, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. But lastly, there's still hope. 
the gospel hasn't stopped. I, I, I challenge you, maybe send a gospel track to our representatives. If you need help with postage, call me. I'll help you. If you need a track to send to them, call me. I'll have, I have them. It's a simple track that asks this one, may I ask you a question? Takes them through the gospel presentation. We can do that. Can you imagine our representatives getting, what, 180 gospel tracts in the mail at one day? You think that'd get their attention? I trust it would. But there's things that we can do. Even now, the, we are labeled as Christian nationalists. And it's our fault that the Supreme Court is about ready to shift the Roe versus Wade back to the states instead of it making it a national law. It goes back to the states. You know what I say about that? Yes! Bring it back here. I want Pennsylvania to be a safe haven for babies. Where even now, up to seven days after the child is born, that child can be killed. That needs to stop. That's why we're doing this study. I know I beat you up this morning. Next Sunday, I'm going to beat up the dads. Bring ointment, ladies, to pour upon their wounds. As you look at Jeremiah or Joshua chapter 24, about the greatest, if you will, statement that a dad could make in this society today. Joshua chapter 24. That's next week. Then the next week we begin at the beginning. The crisis of lawlessness. Can we stand to be dismissed in prayer, please? Our God, our nation stands at a crossroads. It's time for the church to arise. It's time to declare your glory, lived out as a witness, proclaimed as a voice, all through the love of Jesus Christ. There's still hope. And I pray, O oh God, that even throughout this week, as we become more and more aware, more and more enlightened to the society that we are part of, it would be our heart's desire to do all that we can to change it back to following after you. Oh, Lord, give us time. Give us grace. Give us peace. 
Give us strength. And give us the word in order that we can tell others about you. And we praise you in your name. And God's people would say, Amen.